Hey everybody, welcome to Trashy Divorces. I'm Alicia. I'm Stacy. This is our Trashy Breakups edition. I love it. Midweek drop. You're doing something a little different today. You're we're not doing a romantic love divorce. We're doing a daddy knows worst divorce. Yeah, this is the trashy breakup that Britney Spears needs from her trashy father. Free Britney! Which obviously is not a romantic thing. It is this conservatorship thing. No, it's a family breakup. That's been in the news. Yeah, yeah. tell me about it. All right. So we covered the 2000s era travails of pop superstar Britney Spears way, 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 way back in season one. While we mentioned the conservatorship that she's been living under for the last 13 years in that episode, we didn't interrogate it. It turns out that the legal and professional entities that exist to provide guardrails for conservatorships in California also had not really been interrogating it. And this summer, we've learned details that run the gamut from heartbreaking to shocking to disturbing about the life that Britney's father, Jamie, acting as conservator, has forced his wildly successful and extremely rich daughter to live. I'm really glad you're telling this. I can't seem to keep up. It's Every day there's something absolutely. new happening. Uh, this is, it's good news, though, that there is stuff happening because for like 13 years, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, a lot happened, which was Britney was in prison. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. All right. It started with a June 23rd court hearing conducted remotely in which Britney, for the first time in many, many years, conveyed publicly how the conservatorship, her father, her managers, the psychiatrist, the lawyer, had continually threatened to keep her from her children if she disobeyed them. Brittany is 39 years old if we want to talk about, don't you disobey me? I mean, this is an adult. Okay? It's an adult. Whatever issues she may be having, this is an adult. Okay. Continuing, she, they likely abused her with prescription medications, including lithium, forced her into months of rehab she says she didn't need. They limited or eliminated her contact with boyfriends and other friends. They forced her to live with an IUD that she wanted removed so she could have more children. They made her attend therapy at an exposed location where she would be photographed by paparazzi as she exited sometimes crying, she was leaving therapy. This is not people taking care of you. And when she had repeatedly tried to end the conservatorship, they made her endure hours-long sessions of psychological evaluations, which her father would then tell her she had failed. I don't like this man. <sighs> ah, the icing on the cake, though. Britney Spears has footed the bill for all of this. The medical abuse, the forced rehab, the salaries of everyone involved in the conservatorship, all really without her involvement, aside from being the one making all the money or her consent. It's shameful. She has been in prison and she has paid the monetary cost of it. Friends, this is the trashy metaphorical breakup of Britney Spears from her father and from the weird half-life that he has, she says, forced her to live for the last 13 years. Dump them. To catch us up, Britney Spears burst onto the music scene in the late 90s with smash hits like Baby One More Time and Oops, I Did It Again. She had a high-profile romance with Justin Timberlake, was kissed by Madonna at the Video Music Awards, and was a singing, dancing, giant tour-conducting fixture of the pop firmament for much of the 2000s. There was a 55-hour-long marriage in January of 2004, which was annulled very quickly. There was a brief engagement to dancer Kevin Federline, 
a rapid marriage later in 2004, and a 2005 reality TV show documenting their relationship aptly titled Brittany and Kevin Chaotic. <laughs> they would have two children together before Brittany filed for divorce in November 2006, and the divorce became final in July 07 with a joint custody agreement in place. Also in 07, there was a one-day stay at a rehab facility in Antigua, and the famous shaving of her head at a hair salon in Tarzana, California, and her attack on a paparazzo's car with an umbrella. We all remember. Postpartum depression is real. Absolutely. And that, yes, we're, we're going to get to that. Okay. So finally, in 2008, after an incident where she refused to hand her kids off to Kevin Federline's people at the end of her custodial time with her children, police were called. Brittany was hospitalized with an involuntary psychiatric hold. And this is what ultimately led to her family placing her in a conservatorship, which is a legal construct. Other states call it a guardianship. And this particular one was headed by her father, Jamie Spears. So Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentino writers published what is probably the definitive piece on all of this for The New Yorker on July 3rd. It's called Britney Spears's Conservatorship Nightmare. They note that people who knew Britney back in that 07-08 period believed that she was likely experiencing postpartum depression, although apparently no one talked to her about, about it. About what no she one... was... Like, this isn't... This is fairly normal, and there's mm -hmm. hope for this, mm -hmm. and this is how we go about that. I mean, she was also misusing drugs and alcohol during Terrible. this period, yeah. so it may just be, like, in trying to evaluate, like, what what do we most need to focus on with our friend, colleague, whatever. Anyway... Yes, she did not get the type of help that she needed in that moment, is kind of the bottom line. So after the 2008 standoff at her home, Kevin Federline got sole custody. Brittany's visitation rights were suspended temporarily. Just this, to get her sorted out. This is all to say that there were problems in Brittany's life when the conservatorship began. And arguably, there were people of influence in her life at the time who were more leeches than friends to her. But she was a pop star. I mean, that's going to happen, right? Anyway, several of the people who helped Britney's family obtain the conservatorship, they understood, like, at the time that this was a temporary thing right. that would help Britney get back on her feet. She's been through a divorce. She's possibly having postpartum depression. She's, New right, mom. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. She's also been working her ass off since she was a child exactly. to become Britney Spears. Like, uh, obviously, temporary is not what happened. So once the conservatorship was in effect, Jamie began staffing the like the business of Britney Spears with people that Britney herself did not like. When she would make any effort to exert control in any way, like having a lawyer advocate for her in the early days of all of this, her efforts would be obstructed. The lawyer thing in particular would be an ongoing issue to this day. Because the court ruled that Brittany was not competent to hire a lawyer, so she was stuck with the attorney the court appointed for her at an annual cost to Brittany of $520,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Jamie himself, according to the account of Farrow and Tolentino, and this tracks with Brittany's own comments about her father, was controlling, bullying, degrading, and imposed all of her professional decisions on her effectively forcing her to work even when she wanted to take downtime. And again, disobedience was punished, usually with a threat that they would not let her see her children. The stories in that New Yorker piece are mammoth. Friends believe Britney's phones were mirrored to the conservatorship's lawyers, so she was never having... She had no privacy. No privacy. 
people she became close to, housekeepers, stylists, boyfriends, whatever, would invariably be banished by the conservatorship. A ragtag band of these people who had been pushed out by the conservatorship gradually loosely organized and mounted a low-key insurgency against it. Once, while Brittany was at the gym being watched by a bodyguard, one of these folks managed to smuggle a cell phone to her that was not mirrored to her lawyers. Right. Jamie was eventually alerted that his adult daughter, who had just released a major album, was talking on an unmonitored phone and ordered it confiscated. Then the conservatorship got a restraining order against all the people he believed had gotten the phone to her. Take a breath. He's terrible. This seems like a good moment to pause to hear from our sponsor. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about how important ride or die friends are. We want to welcome Feels CBD to the show this week. Feels, that's F-E-A-L-S, has been helping us get a good night's sleep for a while now. And whether you're dealing with sleep issues, stress, pain management, daytime focus, whatever, Feels CBD might be just what you're looking for. Feels is a premium CBD derived from organically grown, full-spectrum hemp right here in the United States. This is a company that really cares about the details. Feels packaging is gorgeously designed, and their monthly membership makes your self-care really straightforward. I've been sleeping so well by putting a few drops of Feels under my tongue about 30 minutes before I lay down. It's really boosted my ability to get to sleep, as well as my sleep quality. If you're new to CBD, you may need to experiment a little to find the right dose for you. Feels really cares about the details. They offer a free CBD hotline to help you find your perfect dose. The customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best experience out of your CBD, whatever your goals are, and whatever your experience level with CBD. And with Feels Monthly Membership, you have one less thing on your to-do list every month. You'll get 50% off your first order, easy monthly delivery straight to your door, and you can pause or cancel any time. Feels also has this cool three-vial flight available, like you're sampling craft beer or something, so you can actually feel how the different doses work for you. Become a member today by going to Feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash trashy, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash trashy to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's Feels dot com slash trashy. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. 
They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Bellisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so in another of the insurgency's anti-conservatorship operations, her insurgent friends were able to arrange a secret meeting between Brittany and a lawyer, and she retained the guy on the spot. Yay, representation for me. Yay, going to end this conservatorship. Exactly. Well, she tried to. Once again, the conservatorship was like, yeah, she's not competent to sign contracts, so that's not a contract, and you can't advocate for her even though her interests are different from ours and she explicitly asked you to. It's it's shameful. Shameful. No lie. Next line in my script. Then Brittany set out on a tour that grossed $131.8 million and employed dozens and dozens of people for like a year. You can't have it both ways. You pick. Yeah. But they've had it both ways. For a long time. So we're also starting to see indications of incredible levels of gaslighting within the conservatorship as well. On July 13th, the husband of NSYNC's Lance Bass, Lance was Justin Timberlake's bandmate, so he's known Britney since way, way back. Anyway, um, his husband wrote on Twitter that the conservatorship, quote, would continually change her phone number and even change the numbers of her friends slash family in her phone So she'd think she'd be texting them with ultimately no responses, when in reality, they were just texts going to the wrong numbers, just random numbers. That is some significant gaslighting. That is evil. That's terrible. I mean, you want to isolate someone, yeah, get in their phone and change all the numbers so that... So they think they have no one. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I did. The Twitter thread is... There's a lot. He says, like, no one realized. Like, they... They were all being told things by Britney World that were were lies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Aside from removing anyone that Britney got close to, Jamie also kept her on a tight leash financially. Back in 2012, when Britney was a judge on TV's The X Factor, she went out to dinner with her colorist. Farrow and Tolentino say that the bill came in about 1300 bucks and Britney couldn't pay her half. Her salary... For the X Factor was $15 million. Oh my God. In court records, Brittany has said that she had a $2,000 a week allowance, regardless of how much money she made. By 2018 and 2019. But she just went on a $130 million world tour and $15 million for that spot? Yeah. But dad's given her two, oh my God, $2,000 a, a week, eight, 
thousand a month. What's that? Ninety six thousand a year. Yeah, it seems seems right. You get one hundred thousand dollars. But she's a multi millionaire. She's worth sixty million or so these What's days. What's daddy making? Um, I, I get to that later. Oh, good. I think it's sixteen grand a month plus Jesus. office expenses. Okay. Plus office expenses. The man's big on paperclip buying, apparently. Okay. By 2018 and 2019, Brittany was in active resistance against her father's control. She was trying to stop performing, which was probably all the leverage that she had. And it's something she'd been wa- she had been wanting to take a break for years and was not allowed to. So Jamie papered this over with like a million dollars worth of crisis PR specialists. You know who paid for that? Brittany, Brittany Spears paid for him to try to cover up Mm-mm. her effort to get clear of him and stop performing anyway. Brittany's June statement to a judge, and it was broadcast to the world because she asked for it to be, the conservatorship had asked that that be a closed session that outside parties not be allowed to hear. And this is something that Jamie has done throughout is to keep things sealed. And on the one hand, look, this is a this is a medical Thing. Like, I get that you want privacy. I understand that. But there's clearly Certainly. been abuse of the ceiling of the legal process here. Brittany's June statement to the judge did not lead to the swift end that many might have expected from something so patently abusive. Part of that is normal. The wheels of justice grind slowly. But part of it is that Jamie is actively trying to retain his position and his control over his daughter's $60 million fortune. In July, the court finally relented and allowed Brittany to hire her own attorney, an independent voice to advocate for her interests without the influence of her father. She also begged the court to investigate Jamie, saying, quote, I want to get rid of my dad and charge him for conservatorship abuse. I want an investigation on my dad. I'm here to press charges. Good. I'm angry and I will go there. Good. She hired Matthew Rosengart. He's a prominent L.A. attorney, big names. I think Steven Spielberg is one of his clients. Also used to be a federal prosecutor. So this is not really a guy I'd want to go up against if I were Jamie Spears. So good on you, Britt. Well, it seems like more's happened for her in the last few weeks than it has Mm -hmm. in, yeah. On July 26th, Rosengart petitioned the court asking that a forensic CPA named Jason Rubin be named as conservator and the Jamie be removed. A hearing on the matter was scheduled for the end of September, but on August 5th, Rosengart petitioned the court to speed things up, writing that every day that passes is another day of avoidable harm and prejudice to Miss Spears and the estate. Uh, Weirdly, Jamie Spears' team also agreed to an accelerated hearing date, but the court didn't approve it. Anyway, hearing is scheduled for September 29th. Fascinatingly, Brittany's medical team, her mother, and the other co-conservator involved, they've all attested that removing Jamie is in Brittany's best interest. But Dado, who currently earns 16000 a month, Unbelievable. Plus, plus 2K for paperclips and staples, for office expenses, so eighteen grand a month, is fighting to stay on. And of course, as things stand now, Brittany is paying his lawyers to do it for him. Unbelievable. Mm. Rosengart is hip to that, suggesting that if Jamie fights this, he should have to pay his own legal bills. I agree. I suspect that is what will end up happening. According to the New York Times, Rosengart's filing stated, quote, a conservatorship should be a last resort designed to benefit the conservatee rather than a mechanism designed to serve as a tool for the enrichment of third parties. 
it is apparent that this conservatorship has allowed would-be influencers to take control of the estate and exploit Ms. Spears often for their own benefit. The suspension and ultimate removal of Mr. Spears will be the first step towards rectifying that abuse. So there are these legal and financial matters to be sure, but there's also the really human question of why Jamie Spears isn't able to grok that his relationship with his daughter and his daughter's relationship with the rest of her family, like she and her sister are now having a fairly public spat because Brittany feels like her sister was kind of complicit. And like, I feel like some of this is going to cool down once Jamie is removed, but like, there's a lot, this is creating a lot of conflict. So how is he not able to see that these relationships being horribly damaged by his presence as conservator is something he could rectify? Like he could just, he could just step down. It's toxic. I think most people, that is actually how her mother has just, yeah. I think most people would be able to take stock of the situation and consider alternatives in the interest of the relationship, but Jamie won't, which begs some questions what would a forensic CPA find if he were put in charge of the books? That's my first question. Is how much are you siphoning off while and, we're just counting down the minutes? And is that why it is so vital for him not to be replaced? And why did they pick a forensic CPA? Paper anyway? clips aren't cheap, Stacy. Oh my God. Well, he likes his made of platinum. <laughs> no. Um, so let's be clear. Brittany is not at at this moment, asking that the conservatorship be ended. And she has told the court that the conservator of her person, who is separate from the conservator of her fortune, I don't know, not her dad. It's a woman named Jody Montgomery. Uh, she handles the medical and personal decisions that, you know, Britney Spears has. She wants Jody Montgomery to stay on to help her acclimate to living in the real world again. Like, Britney Spears is not demanding weird stuff from the court. This it is all a very, seems very reasonable. Yep. Um, her lawyer has identified a presumably competent financial professional to take on the financial role that her father has played. Britney has consented to that. Her lawyer has also identified several instances of what he says are financial improprieties on Jamie's part. Yeah. Overpayments, things, things that he characterizes as a misuse of Britney's funds. I think these are all arguable, but it's a good foundation. Sure. where things are headed. It will ultimately be very strange if the court decides that Jamie Spears is somehow irreplaceable in the face of all of that. Free Britney has been a slogan for years, but right now what Britney wants and clearly needs is a good solid breakup from her trashy, trashy dad. So I'm going to give Britney herself the last words here because for so many years she has been denied that chance. This is from her testimony on June 23rd. I just want my life back. It's been 13 years and it's enough. It's been a long time since I've owned my money and it's my wish and my dream for mm -hmm. all of this to end without being tested. Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people trucks and buses on the road with me and be told I'm not good enough, but I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am. And it's enough. She's 40 years old. Go She's do whatever years you want to do. 40 years old. Go have your, I mean, you are really good at what you do. And if you're not good at what you do, We'll figure it out soon enough. It's remarkable. If you given the chance to do it. It is clear to me that in 07 and 08, Britney Spears was having mental health Some emotional challenges. challenges. Yeah. But I mean, this telephone thing, if like 
what if they've all just been gaslighting her? That's what it sounds for like. For the last 13 years. like And just making bank. It's been my assumption since I learned about the conservatorship that, yes, okay, like Britney Spears needs some help because of a thing going on. But um, this is not that. You do wonder if the thing is going on and has been going on. like Is grifting or if my they, daughter's money. Or yeah. if they have just been manipulating her in some very dark ways. But yeah, anyway. Whew. That's toxic. State of California, we're having problems with you this season. <laughs> Free Britney. Free Britney. That's what I have to say. That's what we all have to say. So say we all. So that's Trashy Breakups for the week. Fantastic. I mean, not fantastic. I September 29th can't get here soon can't enough. Can't get for here her. soon enough. I really, really hope that the result of that hearing is that a perfectly competent and separate person with no financial stake in her life comes in. I look forward to that post-court photo. That might beat Nicole Kidman's post-divorce court photo, which is right now number one in post-divorce. Coming out of her Tom Cruise divorce signing. Just joy. It is joy and glee. Yeah. Just take a picture of me looking Ooh, free. So the lightest Nicole Kidman has ever been in her life. Hopefully we will have that same energy mm-hmm. coming soon from Britney Spears. Yep. Well done. Thanks, Stacey. Hey, you're welcome. So I think that's it for us. It is for another Trashy Breakups. We'll be back on Sunday mm-hmm. with two brand new regular Trashy Divorces where things go wrong in the name of love. <laughs> yup. until we talk again y'all keep your hands clean keep your hearts trashy thanks so much for tuning in and spending your time with us we'll see you soon bye bye y'all keep it trashy and thanks to you for listening trashy divorces is a hemlock creatives production created and produced right here in atlanta georgia by us stacy and alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all. <laughs>